0: Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome back to the Goblin Lore Podcast. And there was some weird inflection in my voice there, because this is the first episode in nearly a month that will include both Alex and I, and more to come on this. But, hey, Alex, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here, happy to be recording with you, and and happy for other things that are
1: coming up that we're being weirdly uh...
0: awkward and vague about, because Uh, that's what we do right yeah you have to get people to listen so yeah yeah. we're we're getting to record which is kind of cool you did your civ episode which was a lot of fun and yes did your like solo episode which was fantastic and you know kind of look at the intersection of other hobbies and i think it's something that's really important for us to be keeping in mind and we got our first uh time to actually partner with the fireside alliance so do you want to say a little yes. bit about the
1: fireside alliance oh, absolutely um yeah the so the fireside alliance is a community on online it's 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 a number of content creators decided that they wanted to they all had their own little communities but decided they wanted to try to create something bigger than each of their own little silos and so they created the fireside alliance which is a progressive community of progressive communities. Um, we Goblin Lore were not part of the initial group, but we approached them and asked if we could join as as creators and, and partners in this project. And they were gracious enough to uh accept us in as as cr- contributors to this. So we have, you know, they have a Discord, there's a website that'll be in our show notes. A great bunch of, of, of different creators podcasts mostly, but some other content creators in there too. Um no magic. We're the only magic content creators, but lots of other good nerddoms. And so, like like Hob said, we did. A, I did a civ uh, an episode about the the game series Civilization. Uh, we mostly talked about five, but we did talk about some of the other games too, with some folks from Two Strings Pod from Australia. Two Pod. Yep, from yeah. Australia, which was great. And then there's a guy from Chicago who is part of uh, a podcast that talks about monster movies. And yes. Um, which is which is cool. It's it's something that I, I need to check out. There's a lot of, like I said, lots of cool content creators within there. Hoping to do some more collaborations and, and stuff with them in the future.
0: Yeah, especially you know we we wanted to last year and it kind of ran late on time for May for Mental Health yes, Awareness Month.
1: Especially the the Two Strangers Pod because they they really dig into a lot of mental health stuff. Great. And so that is a good fit for what a lot of what we do, especially during May.
0: Yeah, so so Alex has been doing that. Um I did a solo episode last week kind of talking a little bit about just uh the state of of me and I I, I got asked like how I sparked and I know we've done that as a question, you know, we've talked about this idea of uh, looking at other ways to spark. And it was really cool to dig into and kind of think of it as like intentional decision making more so than just intense emotion. So, we did that, but we haven't actually gotten to record that means in like like quite a while, like a month. I mean, it's been like a month since we actually sat down and recorded and yeah, life can be like that. So we're going to talk Mm -hmm. about that first. We want to say thank you to the grinding coffee company. Uh, So they are a minority owned and LGBT ran uh, coffee company that uh, supports gamers. And we have been just thankful to partner with them for all of our charity events and my own coffee habits and just kind of being able to kind of, yeah, like they've been very willing to support the cast. You can get discounts. And we have discounts for a handful of other companies. They're all available in our link tree, which are linked in the show notes. But let's get on to what we are really excited about. Uh, so as I talked about last time, you know, you, you know, it, there's been a lot, uh, just sickness, mental health, uh, just life. <laughs> and Alex and I have struggled at times to find regular recording time. It can just, it can happen. And with two hosts, that, makes things difficult um so we actually uh so the, we're going to be having a third host that is going to be joining us regularly uh kind of officially this is somebody who has been on the show many times they are one of our most i, I mean i think they're like third or fourth on our most guest episodes already um and that is Taya. So, Taya, who used to be part of the Lorgwaves, d- since we've been talking here, Taya, do you want to say hi? <laughs> hi,
2: everybody. I'm <laughs> glad to be back on the show. Um, my name is Taya. Pronouns are she, her, they, them. I'm looking forward to talking about all things goblin and mental health related. Uh, I've been playing magic for a very long time. Big collector, um, big Vorthos, and Commander Player, and just really happy to be joining the podcast as a regular contributor.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you had put out kind of a tweet. Alex and I had mentioned this a while ago and then it fell off our radar as things do, you know, about wanting to have you on even more often um, because we just we will have episodes that we're just kind of like, we need another voice for this. Who would be good? And your name just like pops up and you tweeted out kind of like missing doing more regular kind of recording. It sounded like.
2: Uh, You know, I was on the Lorgos for a bit over a year and really enjoyed doing content creation and being part of a regular, you know, podcast that was put out for people to enjoy and just kind of really wanted to get back to creating something. And I've guested on, you know, a few streams. I've been on the MTG Nexus stream a few times. I've been on some charity streams and that's really fun, but I wanted to get to do something on a regular basis. And I've you know, I've always been a big fan of the show and what you um, discuss and put out there in the mental health focus. So I think it's a
0: great fit for uh, what I want to do, and I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah. So what's nice about this is, you know, one of the things we hope is it means that if life happens for one of the hosts, um, we obviously realize that can happen for more than one at times. Uh But if it does happen for one person, it it does mean that we have a a much higher likelihood of just kind of continuing to put out episodes weekly that we aim to do. And I realized we we talked to each other across, Alex, and didn't actually introduce ourselves. (laughs) No,
1: no, we we didn't. Cool. Do you want to go ahead?
0: Yeah. So hi, everybody. Uh, I am Hobbs Q, pronouns he, him, and I can be found on Twitter at Hobbs Q. Well, for now. For now. so yeah <laughs> yeah i uh, and i'm alex newman
1: uh pronouns he him and and also for now can be found on twitter uh, at mel underscore chronicler um a lot more regularly than usual because i i am i don't know it's been an interesting place to be everyone <laughs> wants me. to see the end of the world <laughs> yes right that's my my favorite so we're gonna as is is a trademark of this show we're gonna derail things because i need to share my favorite uh, star wars meme and for people who've been watching episode, you know, since episode four, familiar with New Hope and Star Wars, I, I don't think you need the picture for this. But it's it's. someone was talking about, you know, leaving Twitter and all of this, because it's, it, it's going, it seems like it's going to collapse at any moment. So it makes sense. There's a lot of communities there, a lot of people. I mean, and unfortunately, a lot of people have made their livelihoods. And this is, at least for me, I'm just a social, it's a social outlet and thing. And so it'll suck to lose, but it's not going to hurt me more than that. But so someone was talking about like leaving Twitter and then posted a picture of Grand Moff Tarkin from episode four of Star Wars with the line from the movie, evacuate in our time of triumph. And I, I just, I thought that was funny. And I literally think of that image every single day that I log into Twitter and it's still there. But people are talking about the fact that it's still there being surprised.
2: Just tweeting through it so many quality memes right now about the demise of Twitter that are posted on Twitter. Um, it's quite a thing to live
1: through. It, it is. So, sorry to run through that distraction, but... Uh, we're here to talk about goblins, y'all. y'all yes. ready to talk about some
0: goblins? Yeah. <laughs> See, like, right? Like, we might as well come back after just, <laughs> just like just on. let's just hit what we need well, to, right? Like, and, let's and talk at goblins. This point, yeah. At this point,
2: goblins are the only things keeping Twitter running. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
1: a very good point. That should have made my list, maybe. So, <laughs> oh, speaking of wow. lists, this is oh, this wow. is, uh, Alex.
0: Alex is already oh, oh, cheating. It's, it's, it's good to be back. Okay, yeah, welcome um, back.
1: <laughs> so uh, this honestly is a topic Hobbs and I w- have been bouncing around for over a month because we're like, uh, like a month ago, we're like, okay, we think we can record, but we have no time to prepare anything more. Do you have an episode we can kind of just launch with? And so I came up with this topic. I'm like, okay, cool. A month later, it works out really well. So Because this is a great episode to bring you into, Taya. So I'm so glad that we didn't record this before. And now we're we're able to do it now and bring and bring you in with this. But so what we're going to be talking about... We're the Goblin Lore podcast. We're gonna be talking about some of our favorite goblin cards. I it's simple, but I think it it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, it's hard to be much more on topic,
2: which is probably the like least on topic thing for this show, is <laughs>
0: but uh yeah, let's talk goblins. All right. <laughs> goblins and lists and yes, a, a typical factor, I am willing to bet that others have prepared and have a list yes yes Yes.
1: this is this is going to be one of the most on-brand off-brand on-brand episodes that we have had i did
2: do my best to try (laughs) to avoid picks that i was sure the two of you would pick Um, (laughs) nice so see how accurate that that was
1: (laughs) we'll we'll see how this goes because i i have done some preparation but despite the fact that i like i just said we were planning this for a month
0: i have not done very much preparation <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let, let's be honest when i when i mentioned that we were finally going to record this you were like good so that i can put the cards back in my deck
1: yeah, so i have
0: one goblin themed deck and most of the
1: preparation i did was flip through that through deck it. And pull yeah, cards. yeah okay out that's what i thought yes <laughs> I have a small stack of cards next to me. Um, do you all want me to go first then? I can start with one and.
0: Heck yeah, start us kind off. Got of to go
1: from there. Okay. So I'm going to go the lowest hanging fruit for me. If, if you've been listening for a while, which maybe you haven't, in which case you wouldn't know this, but like I said, I have one Goblin themed deck. So I'm just going to start with Zada. I don't wanna for me at least, my list is not gonna be too full of legends because honestly that could be another episode, approaching more from a lore standpoint than a than a cards potentially. But I wanna start with Zada Hedron Grinder because she is one of the best, like for for me, from the goblins, legendary goblin standpoint, trying to build a commander deck. Because you need a you need a legend to build a commander deck, roughly. Um, Zada is the one who mechanically is like one of the most interesting goblins to me and so Zada's ability I don't have the card pulled up uh, so I'll just kind of wing the the rough explanation is when you cast an instant or sorcery if it only targets Zada the owner of Zada when you cast that spell and it only targets Zada you duplicate it for every creature you have that it could target which means little weird things like combat tricks that are you know plus one plus one and trample and draw, mana, and, and draw a card. And draw a card. There's so yeah. many of them that oh, are like So draw many cards that are just yeah. non cards in Commander suddenly become the best cards in my deck. And that's one it of the is, reasons I love the deck.
2: It's my all star card in my feather deck. And nice. I I was oh. playing Feather at Magic 30, and as soon as I played Zada, it became Arch Enemy, and everybody just ganged up and killed me before I could kill <laughs> anybody else. Yes. <laughs> nice. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Well, for, for that. Yeah, if you and- don't
2: have creature removal, player removal is just as
1: effective. Yep. Yeah, so for that, I'm going to start with Zada because it's she just opened up an entire, well, hey, not just a full deck for me, but like one of the things that I love about Magic, one of my favorite things about different types of formats, the reason I love Commander so much, the reason when I started doing Limited, which sadly I haven't done much of lately, that I loved it, is because they make you look at cards, the same exact cards, very, very differently. Standard doesn't care about a lot of the things that would be good in, you know, draft. Lots of formats don't care about the things that are good in Commander, but because of this different context, especially Commander because of how it works with the Commander mechanic itself, there are so many different builds of specific, weird, different, interesting legends that attack the format or do funky things that just completely changed the context of which cards are good. And that is one of, as a, you know, from a, from a mill standpoint is one of the most interesting things for me about the format.
2: So, and what is more goblin than just having, Oh, this rock is super powerful. I wonder what (laughs) happens if I break it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Well, for the good of the community. (laughs) Absolutely. Zada was very much a communal goblin. Yes. Okay. I'm going to jump in with my number one. I don't think anybody's going to choose it, uh, which is fine. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I have it because it was sitting right on my desk. So it is the Space Family Goblinson from the newest unset. Uh, I because...
1: totally expected you to pick this
0: one. <laughs> See? I
1: <wow. laughs> didn't even think of the card, but if I had, I
0: also would have expected you yeah. to pick it. That's, um, that's, I, a, that's yeah. a good one it's i it was really funny, I was one of those ones that when they announced it. there's been a couple of cards that they've announced that I've been like you know we we've talked about this idea of like preview cards and like it's not something that we like strive for we had one with you see a pair of goblins, which was such a good fit. There's been two cards that have kind of been to me like, wow, squee was one uh you know like when we would squeak came back, like I would have loved for the cast to get that, but the other was the space family goblinson because it's like literally. <laughs> me <laughs> and my family <laughs> on a card like it's like this dad trying to wrangle kids at like a theme park and I just it f- is very on brand and just perfect for me so yeah that's yeah, what I've got well,
2: it's a good choice yeah that one got previewed like way way in advance so no way, way early goes, yeah. yeah but that that is a a perfect fit for you know someone with a young family you know that just that is exactly what it is. I'm going to start with um, one of my favorites because it's one of the goblins that's shown as being ultra-intelligent and kind of in charge. And that's Mizzix of the Ismagnus. Um, you have one of the highest-ranking yeah. goblins in the It League. And they're, they're right at the top of the league. They're one of the most powerful people in the guild. And they're also broken in Commander, but um, <laughs> there's, um, I mean, I would say broken. It takes a while to build up that experience, but it can get really out of hand. Uh, but I just love the idea that there is a super respected, intelligent, powerful goblin in a guild that, you know, goblins have a short life expectancy in. You know, she has managed to stick around no matter how many things have exploded in her face.
0: And she's still there and still in charge. I mean, she is perfect for the. Is it right? Like I mean, like goblins in general. I love, I love. Is it goblins? Is it goblins? I have an is it goblin on my list, and this one almost made it. As I was starting to think, Taya, so glad you just grabbed it now because I love her. I love her. Oh, that's one each. So that brings it back to me. (laughs)
1: Sweet. Um, so I'm going to go, we'll, we'll go mechanical here. One of my favorite mechanical goblins. I guess several of these are mechanical, but I'm going to start with Goblin Trashmaster. This is relatively oh. new it's several years. Yep. Um, this is, and I say relatively new because, frankly, I haven't bought a lot of cards or even know what a lot of the cards are from the last year or two. But this um, was really good in my Zada deck because it is, it's a lord, so this gives all my goblins one, one. Um, but also has the ability to sack a goblin to uh, destroy target artifact. So in a deck like my Zada deck is a weird combo deck where I need lots of creatures. So I have a lot of goblin makers, usually goblin token creators, and I need lots of combat tricks. I don't have a lot of room for utility things like artifact destruction. And so this is a great card that fills that gap for both. It gives me artifact destruction. It gives me pumps my goblins. It also one of the things with uh, when you're attacking with a horde of goblins, lots of them get blocked. Even when you're throwing a bunch of combat tricks, you don't necessarily make them big enough to survive all of the combat. So this is a good way of any that got blocked that aren't doing anything that I care about. Killing defenders, trampling over, I could sack them to blow up artifacts. There's a few things that do that in the deck, but it's all around. Just from a mechanical standpoint, it's just a really good card in the deck. Also, got a nice uh, secret layer printing of it, which is which is fun for the deck.
0: So I'm going to build off of the is it theme. Uh, if, if one thing people may know about me is at heart, I'm a storm player and i've always really really enjoyed the mechanic of storm uh it's the only deck i've ever day two a legacy or a, a a gp with it was in legacy with storm and uh, i just i love the mechanic and i love looking at just ways to you know so so one goblin is goblin electromancer uh and actually i'm basically doing a twofer because i think they go together really well and they're both ravninikin um of some sort which is gutter snipe and Electromancer. So Electromancer is blue-red. It reduces the cost of um, spells. Uh, uh, Incident sorcery spells cost one less to cast. And then uh, Gutter Snipe is uh, whenever you cast an incident or sorcery, it deals two damage to each opponent. So being able to just play a lot of spells, draw lots of cards, hit something with Storm, but the incidental damage for something just like by Gutter Snipe and the reduction costs with Electromancer, if you can do play anything that lets you untap lands, or you know, just the benefits from things like that are just, it, I just love it, and I love the Is it, and I think Electromancer really embodies kind of that, that uh, the, the the flavor text this is like Result 752 Rapid Mass Redistribution, Result 753 Calamitous Reverse Synthesis, Result 754 Acute disrayment. Is it Research? Notes. <laughs> like, I just love it. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Both uh, both starring cards in my Nira deck. Um, I just want to cast as many spells as <laughs> yeah. cheap as I can. As cheap as you can. fantastic. Yep. But my next one is one where I think everything just hits together. The name, the art, the flavor text, the ability, it's just all there. And that's Goblin Diplomats.
1: Oh, oh perfect. If you're not
2: familiar with this card, yes. the art is one goblin pointing at its rear and another goblin making a silly face at you. The ability is tap. uh, uh, Each creature attacks this turn is able. So, this predated Goat a little bit. Goat is one of my favorite commander or um, favorite abilities in general. It just gets things moving. Um, This isn't as good, obviously, but it it kind of set that template of let's just force things to happen. And then the flavor text is when you need to convey that special kind of message. It's just everything
0: about (laughs) this card is exactly what I want a goblin to do. Uh, I love it because it basically it just is so reminiscent of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Right, just, exactly. It's just That's just the such the Frenchman up this on the art things. is yeah it's a direct take
2: from. And it's uh yeah. No, I wrote with art got have, spoiled. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. If you have diplomatic goblins, this is gonna be what you get. You don't send them to do diplomacy for any other reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a <Yep>. special <laughs> kind of diplomacy oh yeah all right well i am gonna go Alex with... is like i'm out <laughs>
1: i've got no, no more goblins no, i only like, came up with two no, <laughs> no i i i've i'm coming up with more right now Whoa, um, Goblin okay. diplomat was was one that when i'm thinking like oh what's outside of that deck that one was kind of in the back of my head Of well if no one picks that i'm gonna go with that one but so um i am gonna go with um this is this is super random but um, I'm going to go with I'm going to cheat a little bit because I have to cheat. It's it's I'm, I'm I was waiting because I haven't cheated yet. I was so waiting. I'm, I'm this is going to be my round to cheat.
2: So, OK, okay. so I'm going to start already had a two for a round. So let's.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we're going to we're going to start with a token and then I'm going to actually feature a, a I'll talk about an actual card right after that, too, because they're both from the same set. But the goblin token from Dragons of Tarkir drawn by Mike uh, Beerbeck Beerack sorry it's a small type of black and white um these are it's it's the the goblin token that has the small little yeti goblin full white fuzzy holding a stone knife hands down my favorite representation of goblins across magic i've talked about this on on several different episodes when the topic sort of comes up because goblins are one of like seem to be one of the most diverse um, by you know, like just represented in what they look like across the plains. Lots and lots of different um, creature types show up all over the place. You get elves everywhere. You get humans everywhere, but there's a lot smaller variation within those than goblins. Goblins. There's just so many different goblins, which is great. I love it. But for me, it's the Tarkir goblins, particularly these all white ones that look like little yetis. Cause that, I don't know why I just think that is just so, just so great. But so one of those—it's not quite Yeti, they're not quite the the white—but it's still the, the furry Tarkir goblin is Mardu Scout from uh, Fate Reforged, because it's like sort of snowboarding except down a dune, like a, like a desert dune, and uh, I, I love it, like little goblin dude just with dash running down, you know, going down the hill. The flavor text is perfect. The Mardu all enjoy war, but only the goblins make a game of it. Zoltan Boros art. It's just it's a nice card. I See,
0: love it. I, I didn't know, you know, when you started to go towards Tarkir, I was already wondering because, you know, that's <laughs> that's where our, our tagline comes from, uh, is from Tarkir. I think we've talked yes. about them a lot and loving them and Yes. One thing, you know, just uh, the Ankle Shanker to Vile Smasher across timelines. Well, you just grabbed <laughs> my next, that was my next pair to be honest. That's why I was not thinking <laughs> those ones. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to let Taya go and I'm going to come back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, one of my favorite
2: commanders is Vile Smasher. Um, and uh, they're, I mean, they're what I want a goblin to be. They're just indiscriminately throwing around, exploding, things of dragon fire and you know causing chaos all over the place you know she got a promotion from just being the limited all-star ankle shaker in the original konzotark here timeline so this was going to be kind of my pair but vile smasher does what i want to be doing in a game of commander it is just i want to be casting big spells and i want to be randomly dishing out damage when i do that
1: yeah. Vile, Vile Smasher is kind of randomly my go-to partner when I'm trying to build a deck. It's like, okay, <laughs> I have this one black. thing I'm trying to do. I need another <laughs> partner. Oh, Vile Smasher. Cool. Yeah, it does. It
2: works with pretty much everything. And mm-hmm. I I had a really hard choice in a commander game I played yesterday where I was going to be casting villainous wealth for over X equals 60. And I'm like, well, I can do this with Vile Smasher and do 60 damage to somebody, or I can cast the duplicating spell first and and as sad as it was i made oh. the choice to cast the duplicating spell oh, yeah. first I hit that that let me hit three opponents with it because i already had a duplicating effect on board so i was able to villain as well three people for 60 yeah um, i really would have liked to have domed
0: somebody for 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah like vile smasher like literally just being like i don't know how i'm even doing this <laughs> like, <laughs> like. I don't understand the physics, but trust me, it works. Time travel yeah, may be
2: involved. Going, you know, switching from lobbing uh, vials of dragon fire
0: to just lobbing nuclear weapons—that <laughs> <laughs> is really funny, though that that was going to be because I just I, I I love that, like the timeline shift. That's one of those timeline shifts that I think is the deeper cuts that people don't mm-hmm. know as much about. Um, well, yeah, and especially
1: yeah. it's it's one of them that went. Uh, From a card standpoint, non-legend to legend, most of them were legend to legend with the same name, who's a different person, and so they're easier to make that connection.
2: Yeah, it was the contrast of Zergo, where Zergo was big buffin in charge, and then he became the little bell ringer, where the goblin he picked on all the time became like the super, you know, well-known
0: and famous goblin. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a really cool. So, um, so my my next one is. Sakashima of a thousand faces. <laughs> so the, the reason I say this—that right, <laughs> is a cheat. Yeah, because this is
1: both a cheat and the most Hobbes version yes, of a cheat.
2: I mean, it's really just crack. It, 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 right, its quark. It's yeah. Crack. It, yeah, it
1: right,
0: is. It's—it's yeah. it's straight up just quark. <laughs> but, but like quark on quark's own. And actually, I, I will say I like playing quark. I played quark Timna in another. game deck another game the other night where i had no way like i was just flipping coins to try to win and i, I did I, like found a <laughs> way but like I, I love kirk but Kark with sakashima is just i mean it, it's ridiculous like the fact that it is a cedh deck that is obnoxious from a trigger standpoint but i i i love copying things i love cloning and having one that works so well with goblins, especially because a lot of the goblin legendaries, I just want more copies of in a different mm-hmm. way. But with Kark, especially. But yeah, so so Sakashima, I, I'm fairly sure Sakashima <laughs> is really Aki, and we just don't know it. <laughs> like, how much do we really know about Sakashima? Like, there's not a ton. It's there's just, a lot that they've been around for a long time. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was my next one which i think brings us back to you already alex well kind yeah. Of, yeah yeah we went yeah. in a few directions there
1: yeah i'm going to go let me find i opened so many tabs i opened way too many tabs in a very goblin sense i just kept opening tabs there is the one <laughs> i want to talk about uh, this is a card actually i've i i believe i've talked about in passing cuz it's it's from a sort of flavor standpoint it's one of my favorite cards in the recent years i don't talk about cheering fanatic
0: oh yeah so
1: this this is a goblin yes. from battle bond. So battle bond is the like sport world where they do these arena battles. And this is like how conflicts are decided. So it's, it's, there's not a lot of like the other, you know, harmful war conflict. There's this, these arenas, that you know, these, these fights that are going on. And so, You got, they got to do a lot of interesting things with, well, a with mechanics, but also because it was also a a two headed giant set. So you got some interesting mechanics that interacted with two headed giant in a way that you don't normally see, but also from a flavor standpoint. So you got to, there was a lot, I mean, we talked about this two plus years ago when we did an episode about card names and there was, it's one of my favorite sets for card names because there's so many goofy cards, like name cards with names that you just couldn't do in other sets but cheering fanatic the flavor of this is it's a goblin who is just loves the arena and is so excited about this and in the art is cosplaying as it's uh, as their favorite champion from the the set and i just i love that capturing that piece of sort of this culture in a it's a thing that doesn't exist in any other magic world and so i love that they took this card slot to represent this little piece of culture in a way that you just can't. And also mechanically, it's just super interesting because it's well, when this card attacks, choose a card name spells with that chosen name cost one less to cast this turn, which a is two, two little goblin. You can use it to make your combat tricks cheaper. B you can use it to bluff that you have a specific combat trick and C you can use it to make your partner's spells cheaper. Because in a two-headed giant, you can look at each other's hands and you can kind of strategize a little bit.
2: Yeah, my biggest um, wish for Magic right now is a new Battle Bond
0: set. Oh, it is so good. Every time I see Gavin, I'm just like, I'm really getting <laughs> one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I I, I, didn't, I never. It was like it was in a dead zone period where I didn't get to do events, so I never got to play it. Um, as it's like one like a of limited my
2: favorite set. sets ever, and I still have. Um, I still have some. Boxed up because it's one that I'll break nice. out and like, let's, let's play this uh, because it's amazing and nice. Uh, Xavier and I were pretty close to undefeated in it. Um, we I think we split um, every um, game we played, you know, every uh, nice. round we played with it. It was just
0: fantastic. So I'm going to take us to a, a mono black goblin slinging lieutenant and Mm. the reason i'm going with this well there's a couple of reasons number one the art is absolutely fantastic in the flavor text which is fresh freshly promoted to first rock zaz was eager to make an impact so we get like a really (laughs) nice like pun but like the art is like this goblin being loaded into a slingshot that looks like he's being drawn back by like a 10 foot goblin like, it doesn't even really fully make sense. Like, there's this giant slingshot, but the goblin in the slingshot looks so much, like, smaller. I love the art. But the reason I love this card is because it was like Wizards was around saying, you know, Siege Gang Commander brings along 3 one ones and costs 5, and... Everybody loves it, and it's got this activation. How can we make that better and only in black? Right? (laughs) Like, there no longer is a cost associated other than to sacrifice a goblin, and a target player loses one life, and you gain a life. Uh, This being another sack outlet for uh, just... Uh, for Rakdos goblins in particular made that deck just a lot more likely to to be able to win because you can have an oppressive board state even if it's like a stalled out board state you can create a situation where you can literally just sack goblins without any mana investment and ju- just the fact that it it's just interesting to me to see things like mono black goblins and something like modern horizons because it, it's an area that we've explored a lot less of um you know there i mean there's mm-hmm. been a handful of them they were really common on lorwyn um i know we got someone like onslaught era but it's not really been i think that it's it's the area that's our secondary that i would love to see explored more even seeing a mono black goblin commander and unless i'm missing one and i don't think i am we don't have that uh, we actually don't have any mono outside of red for legendaries and i think that I'm always up for exploring what goblins look like in all other colors, and so seeing what this could be, Sling Gang really like made the list for me.
2: My next one, speaking of rocks, is Togo Goblin
0: Weapons.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because yes. This, oh, so this, this is another one where the package really comes together for me. The art is just him looking up at a rock like it's the greatest invention in history. Yeah, you know, well, there's lightning in the background, and it's like this is this is Eureka! I found the greatest weapon that has ever been developed. And the uh, the fact that he's an artificer without actually <laughs> building anything <laughs> mechanically is just a flavor win. Because most of the goblin artificers actually are like you know goblin welder, goblin engineer, or goblins that actually make things. He just slow finds ad, rock- right. Whenever you play that? a land, he finds rocks off the land. You know, and that's that's it. He, he is mass producing weapons, uh, See, you know, just from what you find around. And he's this
1: um, he's an artificer because of this. One, one of my favorite little little things, too, that may or may not have been an accident, but I think probably wasn't. So there's you said there's like lightning in the background of his art. Oh, it's well, not an
0: accident. Absolutely are, is not.
1: Two printings of shock. There's so many yes. printings of shock, but two of them. The flavor text is from Togo saying, I love lightning. It's my best invention since the rock.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's what I said. No, so it, was, it was, it was, yeah. it was totally intentional. I mean, it, it yeah. flat out was, I mean, that was. And the then there's thing another one
1: that might've been Togo was quoted from a wandering mage saying, once I saw a goblin shouting at a thunderstorm, he lost the argument pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like, d- d- like, well, there's
1: a I few just... that have that flavor text. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. The, the idea that it's just, you know, like I I love what you're saying, kind of like the just like land itself creates his 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 artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could throw them at somebody. Li- like, literally he's yesterday a
1: I was encouraging a friend of mine to put Togo in a deck of his. He's got a, is it Valduk the guy who f- makes elementals for all of the equipment that are attached to him? I think it's a mono red from Dominaria uh Return to Dominaria the first Return to Dominaria. And so I've been like, you you gotta play Togo, because then all of your lands turn into turn into rocks that you can equip and keep doing your thing in this deck. Uh, and especially the game we played yesterday, he flooded. It was like, see, every one of those mountains would have been a rock. You could have you could have had like fifteen <laughs> elementals a turn.
0: I really, really though want like a Charlie Brown altar that just says, I got a rock. <laughs> yeah. Or like or tokens. Like that's what I want my rock tokens to be. Nice. Yeah. all right
1: so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with another Ravnican goblin mm. and this is one i i never would have thought of but this was for back from the original ravnica block and i was playing um i played a bunch back then i, I love that in fact i loved the original ravnica so much that when we did return to ravnica that's part of what brought me back to magic um this particular card is one i always found Funny and also kind of interesting, but I've never actually played with it. Goblin Flectomancer. So, this is another is it goblin wizard um, with the ability sacrifice goblin Flectomancer? You may change the target of the targets of target instant or sorcery spell. And then the flavor text is rerouting magic through a goblin's brain is the surest way to throw it wildly off course. (laughs) And this art. It, from Matt Cavada is very good.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's really. It's, it's wild. It's So good. I it's, love it. It's it's like like it feels like almost like Dolly. Like oh, it's very surreal.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you've got like this goblin with like goggles and glasses. So it has and a little like looking glass. So kind of a pro, you know feels very professional wizardy thing. But then it's also wearing this ridiculous helmet with silly straws connected all over, and that just completes this sort of goblin picture it's it's beautiful
0: so i'm gonna take us back to the dark ages uh i'm gonna take (laughs) us to the dark uh Ah. i'm gonna take us to the dark and and look at a goblin that is wild it is a four mana one one (laughs) this sorry go ahead i mean do you know what it is yet Oh, I have it open. It's it's in my tabs of okay. things to talk
1: about. Go okay, okay,
0: good. It. Yeah, no. Uh, so this is Goblin Wizard, uh, which is a Goblin and a Wizard. Uh, and what it does is it, you tap it. Well, it's got two abilities. Um, you could tap it to put a Goblin from your hand directly into play. Just that's that's it. Tap it. No mana activation. Anything. Tap it. Put a goblin into play. Uh, but because it being the dark and had this really weird, like we've talked a lot about, you know, like the crusade and stuff that goes on there is really about killing goblins. Like there's some mm-hmm. horrible yeah. art with like a goblin yes. disemboweled. Um, so like, <laughs> is that t- Tish Tivar Tivarsh? I don't Tivarsh know. Tivarsh crusade. Yeah. 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 So like, he's kind of a jerk. Um, but anyway, I mean it's for the dark. So so the other ability that Goblin Wizard has. And this is wild because back then cards didn't have two abilities like this. Was red give a goblin protection for white until the end of turn? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's what the wizard does. Yep. But like the yep. art is very it's it's Daniel Gellin who did uh, a lot of earlier art for Magic. It kind of has that overlap between goblin and orc almost. We know because considering that there's not a uh, at that point not necessarily a clear difference in what they were other than. It really was only goblins. I mean, it was, or, orcs are much less represented. But uh, yeah, I just love it because it's wild. It's it's literally in a goblin deck. Tap, put a goblin into play. I mean, for yeah. So see,
1: I like this because I, I was playing back then, and so for me, this was wild because this was the first goblin who clearly wasn't for combat. A one-one for four mana was not about combat, but the the goblin wizard. So it was, it was this goblin who had. Wizard abilities and could do these extra, po- more powerful magic things that goblins normally were out of, you know, were normally out of reach for goblins. And so it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wouldn't go so far to say our first like smart goblin, because really we don't know necessarily how intelligent this, this goblin wizard is. There isn't a representation of that. There wasn't a lot of story around this set, not really. And the, that there was didn't have the goblins as a thing in it. But I love this idea. This was the first time we, at least, that I kind of saw a goblin who wasn't just cannon fodder.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good gabo.
0: Definitely that is. Brings us over to you, Taya.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, my next one is a relatively recent one, and uh, it's Goblin Airbrusher, and I like this one because of the art and the idea that. Um, one is like it makes and sells art. You get treasure tokens for art stickers. Oh. So you have a you have a goblin that's out there just, you know, making art for money. And yeah. uh, you know, as the flavor text says, you know, once, once he worked out which end of the thing the paint came from, he was promoted to shirt duty. So, you know, <laughs> he has at least some talent there for uh, being able to do his job. But uh and he's an employee. He he's yeah. a compensated goblin. He has a job. Goblin with the Child. probably, I would
0: potentially, a union job.
2: Yeah, no, that was about the only thing that was treated well at the carnival were the employees from
0: (laughs) (laughs) from the the Infinity story. I am guessing they were unionized goblins, so that's what we like to see. (laughs) And the shirt, Devil Knievel. Yeah. Devil Knievel. Devil
2: uh yeah, artists. No, just uh, art- artists out there doing their craft.
1: I love it. Right, I'm going to go to another card with Matt Cavada art, which I just realized as I'm looking at this. So this is one I believe you mentioned at one point in the past, Hobbs, but I don't know if we talked about it a lot. Sensation Gorger.
0: Oh, my gosh. Probably one of my top five goblin arts of all time. Yeah. yeah. And so I love this idea
1: that this this goblin and, and and like the flavor text more 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 and and this goblin has you know like things in its ears to amplify sound and a skunk across its nose and its eyes pulled open but it's it's this like on oh, a frog stuck in its mouth all sorts of other things going yeah, on say, Yeah, no, you, the longer but you stare at so this art details. the creepier
0: it gets oh it, in it, it's some way. better like it's, but, it's yes
1: but i love this because we're talking talk about red we talk about the color pie and for a long time Early magic, just the way it was set up and, and the the tropes that they were trying to evoke to sort of bring people into these fantasy tropes, you had white is good, black is evil, red is evil-ish. And you know, and I love that they're you know when we can start to explore the color pie, start to expand that stuff, and this is a really good instance of a card that is not necessarily I mean not necessarily about combat. This isn't a goblin who's necessarily trying to do all the combat things. This is a goblin trying to experience as much experience as they can. And that's a very red thing. They're trying to feel as much as they can. And that that fits that piece of the red color
0: pie. Yeah, we and we have talked about this. And I think we haven't talked. I, I'm trying to remember if we talked about this with the flavor um, or, or just with our with our food Um I think this may have come up, but I I love this card. I think it's just the ability on it too. It's a kinship. You basically just you could refill your hand, right? Like that's kind of the idea. You can get rid of what you have and get more. So, so I'm going to move us to a card that is controversial for a couple of different reasons. Um, and one of them is, is is a reason that we have like episodes still planned that we need to get to. With Adrian, and that is dockside extortionist. So I'm bringing this up because it's controversial for a couple of reasons. Um, it is controversial because it is good. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a lightning rod, especially in higher powered EDH, because it, it, a lot of people in EDH now, I mean, fast mana using artifacts and things to ramp yourself is just very common, and it's it's not unrealistic for a two drop to be able to produce, you know, six to 10 mana pretty early on in a game, uh, especially in CEDH. And I think that that's where uh, there's been a lot of tracking of just the data from lower power tables. So there's, there's just tons of discussion about dockside extortionist because it is a, yeah, it is a two drop that can come down. And if you can find ways to blink it or find ways to clone it or keep bringing it back, I mean, it's just ways to generate Tons of treasures, and it's a a lot of advantage. So one reason I wanted to bring it up before I get to the full controversy is we've talked about this before. It got reprinted, and it got reprinted with new art. And part of this is because it is a a goblin with a job, but it really is meant to be kind of that goblin from, uh, from Ixalan, except the initial art was not, that's not what was done. Um, so Dockside Extortionist was kind of, you know, it, it was a, it, it the, the initial art of it is, it is a goblin pirate. And Alex and I have talked a lot about before that the, the thing that we love about Ixalan is that goblins have jobs and, um, that the goblins aren't just goblins. Like they, they have their roles of the crew. They're, they're, they're a lot of them, uh, like what breaches is, is it breaches that had like a specific title and brazen plunderer, but, but the original Dockside Extortionist came out in a Commander set, and it was not really necessarily given a world. And the art on it is, is a typical goblin. Now, this is something that you know. this is not anything against Forrest Amell, uh, the artist who, who did the initial art, because I know for a fact that this was meant to be a, a very much a green stereotypical goblin art. But one of the things we know is that there are tropes with goblins, and even with the way they've been represented in art historically, that are associated with anti-Semitism. And to then have that art on a card that is basically a like money lender, kind of like a small price to pay to keep such pretty things safe, it's extortion, it, it, it had a lot of connotations that were associated with you know uh, anti-Semitic tropes. And so when it was reprinted, it was reprinted it with two different arts in um, double masters, but both of them were these the the more of the monkey looking goblins from Ixalan with that are like blue skinned. They have hair, they have tails, and it, it was done very intentionally. And there was kind of some uproar about just like the radical shift to this like blue goblin. Um, but I think that is because it was meant to be a goblin pirate that easily could have been Ixlan based. And I think that the the art played, not like I said, not, I think that it was intentional on the artist part, but that is something that's been a larger conversation for magic that we've had to talk about for a very long time. Uh, so, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I picked up one of yeah. the new arts because I just didn't feel comfortable playing the old art. Um, so I was uh I actually need to put that new one into my Duretti
0: deck because it doesn't have enough fast
2: mana already.
0: Yeah. Um Well you, you you're a, it's your opponent's own fault for playing fast mana also. So yes, that's fair. Yeah.
2: In this case.
0: Um and so yeah, I'm gonna
2: wrap up with my all-time favorite commander, Duretti. Uh you know, we have uh we have a good old Gabo here who just wanted to do his job and they went and uh tried to kill yeah. him and you know, now <laughs> Yes they did. Now he just uh kind of upset him a little bit and uh he's out after breaking all your stuff and uh you know, learning to do a little murder, getting some lessons on that from Grenzo. Yeah. You know, sure G- know.
0: <laughs> G- Grenzo's a Grenzo's a good teacher. I yeah. mean Doretti, I love Doretti because Doretti is, you know, our, our only real known goblin planeswalker. So, yes. you know, like this. And, and
2: uh, he's also representation for disability community. He's got self as power chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, he does, you know, all kinds of disgusting things in game. Never anything
0: fair. Uh, you know, and something just, that we, I want more story.
2: Like, I really, yeah, I really it, do, too. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. would love to see more story. I'd love to see him show up in a. Uh, Regular storyline. I don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to get that in the upcoming sets. There's been no hinting that he's going to make an appearance. He didn't make an appearance in War of the Spark, which has been kind of sad that the two times where he might show up. um, War of the Spark? never heard of it yeah
0: no <laughs> N- nothing happened there so. <laughs> it's the like simpsons like and, and, and he went back to his home planet like we just it yeah. didn't happen. nothing happened
2: <laughs> so yeah duretti is uh you know it's a quick deck that i've had built since he first came out in 2014 you know i've Spent a lot of time blinging that deck out. I got absolutely crushed by it yesterday when my son was playing it. Um, he made sure to kill me first before he rocket launchered <laughs> the rest of the table to death. That's <laughs> a smart uh, child. That is a yeah, smart child. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to die to uh, 38 damage of Triple Kit Titan in the air multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then dying to two petabytes to finish off the last couple of points but uh, uh and then he rocket launched everyone to death but
0: yeah um it, i just saw uh, the triplicates the triplicate in action in a game i played this morning so the cards are real good yeah it, especially when you don't pay for it and then yeah
2: it gets killed and then it just comes back and you kill it and dreddy brings it back because he's so good at rebuilding things he is
1: he, <laughs> yeah
2: he's like i i will take this This little ichor wellspring you don't need and turn it into a nine nine monstrosity somehow. But uh yeah, definitely
0: my favorite goblin in magic. Nice. Well Taya, welcome. This was a great first episode to have you well, first official episode to have you in. Thank you. Uh, I am
2: so happy to be part of the cast.
0: And yeah, y'all, so that's kind of what we've what we had. We've been, you know, waiting to uh, be able to tell you all this to share this, so we're excited. Um, we have some episodes already kind of coming up that we're, we have actual guests again. We've had them. I mean, we've had people that want to be on the show that I actually do have people reaching out and we want, you to know, we, we will be doing this. Uh, we're just getting kind of the wheels back underneath us a little bit. And this time of year tends to be like that. Uh, Alex and I have been very mindful about the, the being gentle to ourselves with just holidays, winter. Um, so Yeah. This is kind of what we're hoping to help with some of that. Great. glad to be here. And that's our show for today. You can find both of the hosts on Twitter. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicle. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to GoblinLorePod on Twitter. Or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, to our link tree on our Twitter account and listed in our show notes. This has everything from our discounts for the Grinding Coffee Company to our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vindergotten, who can be found at vindergotten at badcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at hipstersmpg or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.